This week on Excelsior Journeys, my guests are authors and counselors, Christine Corrigan-Mendez and Jen Monica McCurdy. They're here to tell us about the launch of their children's book, Clementine Gets Unstuck. And I must say that if this particular book was available when I was younger, I feel like I would have a much clearer path in my head than I do now. This is uh, this is a, a wonderfully valuable book that, that they have come up with. And it is also the first part of their Kids Can Club series. They're here to tell us about that and so much more. JLD, do the honors. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire. And you're listening to the Excelsior Journeys with George Soroy. Prepare to ignite. So would you say that that's kind of like the lightning bolt moment for you? And that's you, why I moment? taught myself how to draw, was actually the Little Mermaid, drawing stills of Ariel. I've got better things to do tonight than so die. He jumped out of his chair and said, who the F is this? I remember walking out of the theater with him saying, I'm going to write home. I'm rather sense. impressed with your research. Rarely do people ask me about children in the corner. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just do it. You know, throw yeah. some spaghetti yeah. against the wall. See this if it is sticks. George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward. Welcome back to Excelsior Journeys. This is George Soroy. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for tuning in for over 170 episodes. And I hope you continue to tune in because there's so much going on with this show and my other ventures. For starters, if you have the Clubhouse app, please join me and the 529 Creative Club on December 15th when we start the audition process for the upcoming audio dramatization of my young adult science fiction novel, Excelsior. This is a full-blown production with a full cast, sound effects, and a musical score. I'm so excited for what's to come with this, and even more excited to hear the performance on Clubhouse in early 2023. If you have any questions about this, please contact me at george at he'sgotit.com. And I hope you stay with me in 2023 and beyond when Excelsior Journeys joins nine other shows as part of the Once Upon a Podcast Network. The shows cater to creatives of all kinds, providing useful tools that serve as inspiration, motivation, celebration, and even rejuvenation for the difficult times. Between all of this, plus the audiobook narrating and the voice acting businesses building and the need to gain more clients for the future and desire to start mentoring for both audiobooks and podcasts while preparing to start a new chapter in my author life, it's safe to say that I can get overwhelmed with everything in front of me. And when you have ambitions that add on top of each other, it's very easy to get stuck and feel like you'll never make any progress since you can't get through the muck that is your own mind. Throw in some anxiety, depression, perfectionism, imposter syndrome, self-doubt, and fatigue, and things can get really, really messy. So it was almost serendipity when I met Christine Corrigan-Mendez and Jen Monica McCurdy at a recent book signing we were both featured in at Barnes & Noble in Ladue. Christine and Jen were celebrating the launch of their children's book, Clementine Gets Unstuck. And as I read it, I realized that if I had the tools that they offer in this book when I was younger, then maybe the fog that is my mind would have lifted a long time ago. And I would have had a much clearer path to all the different things that I want to do. As partners in CCM and JMM Wellness LLC, Christine and Jen have taken their experience working with children, parents, and educators, and created this book as the first part of an ongoing series called Kids Can Club. I'm so excited to have both of them here to tell us about the new book and about the club and so much more. And it is my pleasure to introduce Christine Corrigan-Mendez and Jen Monica McCurdy. How are you both today? 
Hi, we're wonderful. Thank you so much for having us on your podcast. We really appreciate this and are excited to share. And thank you both for being here. So before we before we dive into the book, tell us a little bit about the the company that you both that you both run together. Ah, yes. Actually, our our company together, CCM and JMMM Wellness LLC, we have that put together. We've worked, Jen and I have worked together in the past on various projects, and we wanted to put together a company for this to basically house this book and for additional projects that may come in the future. Jen, do you want to t- tell them a little bit about our, our counseling workshops yeah. that we used to do? Yeah. So we, we actually met back in graduate school at, and we, from that, formed a lot of different groups to help other fellow counselors get through that program. So we, at one point, put together a What Now program. So you graduate from school, you get your master's of education or whatever you're going to do for counseling, but how do you get your license? How do you get supervision? What, what do we do now? Which I think right. is something that Christine and I do a lot in our practices as well is we get people to a point they're dealing with stress, anxiety, depression. We get here, but then now what? How do we emerge back into the world? How do we get into the workplace? How do we manage our relationships and stuff like that? So Christine and I have had a passion for that piece of the story. And we've created some workshops together. We've we also have a marketing background together that we both shared. So therefore it was maybe we can create some collateral pieces together to help to help people through the holidays get through. We had a holiday bingo thing that we created once and a fun mm-hmm. bookmark. We love combining, combining the, the creative also with the research behind it. Exactly. And we used to share an office. We shared a counseling <laughs> office for a while. So we've been working together in so many ways for so long. And this was just the next piece of that kind of forming our LLC, moving forward with this book and knowing that there are going to be additional books coming along in the series. And we're hoping to have, again, recorded kind of options within this workshops and additional things that will come. Excellent. Excellent. That sounds that sounds terrific. And it sounds like you guys have a lot that's that's in motion just like just like I do over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that sounds that sounds great. It's it's good to hear that so that you guys have a whole lot of different things that are in the works and all mm-hmm. in various forms of becoming a reality, which is always exciting. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. just like a bunch of different ideas just sitting like, oh, we should do this or we should do that or we should do this. And but sounds like everything is moving. And seems mm-hmm. to be moving very well. From what I understand, Clementine Gets Unstuck, the first book in this in the series, has already gotten some very positive feedback, correct? Yes, we it's gotten some positive reviews. It's gotten reviews from purchasers. It's gotten reviews from counseling colleagues and from professional reviewers as well. So again, this whole, I know in, in, in your podcast, we talk, you talk about the aha moments that mm-hmm. people have. The lightning bolt moment, been, yep. Yes. And, and the, again, the aha for this book came during the, during the pandemic and with everything children and all of us were experiencing, mm-hmm. you know, the, the time came to, to get this book moving forward. And again, we, I think we've had so many aha moments of many kinds in our lives. Aha. You, you have an idea that's kind of sitting there mm-hmm. and then it becomes more focused. And then it, it's kind of like, now it's time to take action on that. Right. And then the taking action can seem so overwhelming that you kind of hold, hold tight. But it's like, what are, what's one step at a time that you can do 
to move forward. So when when we, Jen and I talked together, it's like the aha of going to grad school. I had aha moments of, I'd like to write wellness articles for for pet magazines. I'd like Mm -hmm. to, we both taught courses after we graduated. How are we going to become instructors? So Mm -hmm. you have ideas that kind of, they're in there, but then when they become focused, it's Mm -hmm. time to take a step, move forward versus becoming overwhelmed by it. It can seem overwhelming. When you have oh, a yeah. big thing that you want to do, and it kind mm-hmm. of makes you stand still sometimes, but it's like, what can you do to take one step forward and then get moving? You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, and in a lot of t- in a lot of cases, it's it's that big step is kind of mm-hmm. reaching out to the right person and say, "Hey, would you like to work together on this?" Um, mm-hmm. That's that's what happened to me a couple of months ago when I reached out to fellow author Stacy Rourke and proposed the idea of what would eventually be the podcast network that we have launching. Okay. Uh, so it's one of those things where just like getting the the right person on board here. So so we were talking before about about what I love to discuss on here, which is that lightning bolt moment, and it's that mm-hmm. moment in time when you experience something or meet someone or go through something that makes you just say like, that's what I want to do. That's what I, that's the kind of path I want to take my life on. Now mm-hmm. for both of you, what was it about this sort of field that really got you and got you excited about it? Jen, let's start with you. Yeah. About the counseling field or the writing field? Ca- the counseling sh- Counseling field. Yeah. So I think I was working for a long time in graphic design and marketing and I love the creative pulse of what people were thinking about and how they wanted to move into their story. Mm-hmm. Where I got to be was there's got to be more. There's got to be more that I can do. There is. Yeah. It's great that I can visually interpret this idea and create this program here or there. But I wanted to be that person that actually started holding some hands and helping people move forward. For me, I... I started school. It took me forever, by the way, to go to grad school. So anyone listening, it's okay if it takes you years and years and years. Um, But I took a pause to have my kids because it was hard. It was a struggle. And so I needed to do a little bit more for myself to get back into that program. And my kids were my aha moment. My kids were the, I want to be better for them. I wanted them to see a better the situation. And if we do 1% better today, we're going to do another percent better tomorrow. And that's what I'm hoping Hoping both with the counseling practice, but also with this book. When Christine came to me mm-hmm. and said, I have an idea, it was like we both were in this like that COVID, we're isolated and we're just kind of there. And it's like, oh my gosh, there's a light. There's a little bit of mm-hmm. a light. And that's a beauty of us working together too. We each are able to kind of draw that light with that motivation that we started way back, but now we're here now. Mm-hmm. I, I love I love that feeling of just like one percent better. Mm-hmm than the day before. That is such a great way to really kind of envision it, envision mm-hmm. everything, kind of going about whatever you have in front of you. Just like if you can match what you what you did the day before, but then mm-hmm. add an extra percent on top of that, then it's just going to, all you're going to do is just keep on getting higher and higher and higher with everything you're doing. You're not just right. yeah. staying plateaued on that. Right. I love that. Well, and I think a yeah. lot of people, mm-hmm. we get we get so discouraged when we don't like, for example, people try a diet and everybody does that's right. Mm-hmm. January 1st, we're going to do this. Well, by January 3rd, we've already 
we ate the chocolate or we didn't go running or we didn't, and then it's over, right? Well, what if we just look at, yep. take a little bit of chunk, which is what we teach our children mm -hmm. to do. Take a little bit yeah. of a chunk. I'm going to help you. You're going to do this. And we're going to keep tweaking and adapting and being flexible and moving forward. That's great. That's great. Christine, what got you started in this field in the first place? Basically, in undergraduate, I was a psychology and advertising double major. And I worked in advertising for 20 years, and it was amazing and fun and exciting. And I, I worked in media planning, and then I worked in account service. So I was mm -hmm. dealing a lot with clients and their issues. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a pretty stressful field because it's a very tight deadlines. Things have to happen quickly. And tempers rise and emotions rise. And, and quite often, you're, you're, you're kind of dealing with issues that are difficult. And mm -hmm. it, it got into my mind, like, well, what's really behind a certain kind of behavior or a certain kind of stress? And the more I started thinking about, well, what's really behind a client, for example, coming, getting upset about something? Well, mm -hmm. let's figure out what's behind that. And the more I started thinking about that, the more I thought, I'm just going to go right into, I'm going to, I'm going to move and then expand my life and start graduate school. So I've been working in advertising for about 20 years. When wow. I moved in, moved into that field, and and again, kind of like what we were saying before, it could seem overwhelming. I know mm -hmm. so many people who consider going to graduate school and say, "How am I going to do that with yeah. a full time job? How am I going to do that?" And I just I decided once the idea became clear to me, mm -hmm. I applied right away, and I I decided I was going to take one class at a time, right? Mm -hmm. Take one class at a time, and it took me five years to get through. However, yeah. I got through it, and. I, it, it was just, again, kind of another big idea I have. It's, it was part of life expansion. Yeah. It was time to expand my life and also bring the creativity that I had in, in my career and, and bring that also into counseling. So again, it was just a, it was just a kind of a life expansion type of thing, but again, mm -hmm. building on what I had experienced. That's great. That's, that's excellent. And then you said that, uh, that both of you met in grad school and decided to start working together. Yes, we were in, uh, what, what class was that, Jen? It was our, was our internship class. It was, yeah, we did our internship together and then we would have that class. Dr. Katoni right. was, I think, our first professor that we had together. Rock yes, yes he, was, he, yes, he was my advisor and he, he kind of led this class. We would have an internship at a certain place and we did our internship at Creve Corps Counseling. And mm -hmm. then you would come back to the class and discuss and do projects based on based on that, and so that's where that's where we we met in the first place. Mm -hmm. Excellent, excellent. So you knew that like right away you had this sort of camaraderie. You could potentially wind up working together on on a practice like this, correct? Yes. Again, we did. Yeah. Go ahead, yeah. Jen. Oh no, I just I think Christine and I clicked just we were <laughs> coming from the similar careers. So here we were, like working, doing this, and then we're here. And I have to say also, we both love dogs. We both have multiple mm -hmm. dogs. So it was the nice. type of thing we'd come in, we'd see each other, be excited, excited to see each other. Mm -hmm. We had the same concepts in our mind. And oh my gosh, tell, let me tell you about my dog. Uh, it's just, right. It was more of, we weren't just there to get our work done. It was, we were able to connect on that level. And I think that was something that was special. Oh, that's mm -hmm. terrific. That's terrific. Did you guys have dogs in the office at all or? I ran a, this is Christine, I ran a pet loss support group oh, for wow. a long time. And mm. I was, I allowed clients to, to bring their dog in okay. because it was a pet, pet illness and loss support group. So mm. people can, and, and the anticipatory 
grief that you feel when your when your pet is ailing, etc., yeah. is is so significant. And uh, so people would bring their pet in with them, mm-hmm. and uh, and our building allowed it. We we made mm-hmm. sure it was. Oh, okay. that's always good. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Check on that. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I would bring in. I have. I have a couple. We have one rescue, and then another. Well, both are rescues, but golden retriever partly, and he would just mm-hmm. come in and lay his head on people's laps. It was pretty amazing wow. how they can sense that feel. They can, he would be sitting over there or eating his bone or wanting to play ball and being a cute little puppy. But the moment that the session got deep and intense, he was just there. My clients could really? always go deeper. They could access more mm-hmm. with yeah. him or my other one being present. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of work on the dog. It's a lot on mm-hmm. them to hold what's going on in that space between in that session. But it's pretty, yeah. pretty amazing to see that. That's great. That's great. And then mm-hmm. how long was it that you guys were working together before you decided to go into the writing venture? Well, we met in 2012, so we got the office together Mm -hmm. in 2013, and then it was during 2020 that we did, we had done other projects together, but it was Mm -hmm. 2020 when we, I guess, started the official writing adventure. So eight years in the making. Right. Mm -hmm. Wow. That feels long now that I'm counting it. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you, when you're, when you're going through something like this, it's, it's, it's really good to not just jump right in. It's good to Mm -hmm. know the people and work with them and everything. And then, and then say like, Hey, let's, let's go in, in this direction. And then once that was pitched, who pitched it first? Basically, we were, again, we both had had the idea of writing a children's book. Again, you you take your counseling practice and we both have had experience with adults and children. Mm -hmm. And just kind of like as the pandemic went on and we started thinking about all the impact that it really had on children, you Mm -hmm. know, with the interruption of their social lives, with stresses that families were facing regarding economy and just anxiety that the... It was really just, it was kind of an idea. And when the pandemic, the longer the pandemic went on, because really it was August of 2021 when it really became, it's time to let's, let's take this and put it into a book. And we wanted to do something a little bit different. There are so many wonderful books out there for children, like how to help anxiety. There's a whole series called what to do when, and Mm -hmm. we wanted to create something that was that would provide a therapeutic tool, but -hmm. it would provide it in a story with engaging Mm -hmm. characters where kids would get into the story itself. And within the story, here would be the therapeutic exercise that the child found. The idea is like the kids can, you can find a solution. You can find an answer. You can move forward. So we wanted them to engage with the children engage mm-hmm. with the characters and their motivation. And also here's a, here's a helping tool that's provided in the book. And then again, at the end. Mm-hmm. So it, it all became as again, as the pandemic went on, it became like, okay, this is the time to create this piece mm-hmm. and then work together and say, well, who are the other characters that are going to be in the kids can club, which Clementine yeah. starts. So it, it just became that time was the right time to really mm-hmm get this moving forward. That's great. That's great. And having read the, having read the book, I am really excited to, to, to 
see my daughter like reading it on a mm-hmm. on a more constant basis as well because she's five she's in preschool so like the ideas are just like they're 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 flowing right now and she's very creative and she's very she loves to draw she loves to paint she loves to use her markers and everything and is always like wanting to do different things we actually did just last night we actually did a stop motion animation video using her legos Mm-hmm. and had a lot of fun with that. So it's just like, it's something that I think she would have a lot of fun doing as well. So she always has different ideas and different things that she wants to do, but then, but, but then you know, like having gone through a lot of the things that Clementine goes through, how like she has all these ideas and then she gets bogged down by mm-hmm. those ideas. It's, it, it definitely got to me. Like, as I was reading, it, I was just like, this is exactly what I've gone through. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, gone through this and this is what i i hope that my daughter doesn't go through because it can be very crippling to to go mm-hmm. through to go through something like this and get stuck and mm-hmm. deal with and then deal with all the other elements that come on top of that like i was saying before like with anxiety with depression with perfectionism imposter syndrome like all that stuff that just it's it's around the corner when you mm-hmm. when you have like all these different ideas and then nothing happens with them so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was, what were your thoughts like as the book was coming together? What were you, when did you feel like, oh, we got something here? I think um, when, when Christine approached me and we started throwing a couple of ideas out, the world was in crisis. We had never yeah. seen, maybe not never, but it felt like we, at least in our professional careers, have not seen such a big mental hit ever in, yeah. in our lifetimes. Mm-hmm. And we were just watching clients come in with very, very intense struggles. I was seeing their children come in with intense struggles. I was watching my own children go, go through some really hard times with the isolation. I personally struggled with the isolation. And so trying to figure out how can we help everyone in the world? How can you reach more people at one time? How can we teach them something that helps them calm? An educator told me years ago, I have a 14 and a 16 year old. And when my 16 year old, can't believe I'm going to say this when he was in first grade, (laughs) um, they talked about how, who, by the way, made stop motion Lego videos. I have so many of those on my phone. I hours of entertainment. So keep them forever. They're super fun. (laughs) We still love Legos. But that concept of if we can teach kid how to access, kids how to access safety, how to get yeah. safe and grounded in this moment, their ideas can flow. They can access help. They mm-hmm. can say, I'm feeling anxious and I'm going to name this feeling and I know what to do. So for me, when we mm-hmm. started coming up with those strategies, it was, oh, first, I wish I did this when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I yeah. really tried to oh, teach yeah. it to my kids and I'm wanting the world to get this now because if we could help the world. I know that's kind of big, if we can, but if we can help the world mm-hmm. or even just our local community get grounded, mm-hmm. think of what we can do and how we can change it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And, and, and just to add on, like being able, like Jen said, to, to be able to provide a therapeutic tool that's mm-hmm. easy to access, taking diaphragmatic breathing, let's call mm-hmm. it, we're going to call it belly breaths, helps you calm, but slows things down. And if you can slow things down, then things stop being so jumbled. Mm-hmm. All of Clementine's thoughts come zinging in, they get tangled up, and then she can't even verbalize what she what she wants to say. Yeah. And if, if, if to, to be able to take belly breaths and calm it down, it really helps to kind of 
provide a little bit of focus on mm-hmm. one thing at a time. And yeah. I, again, gosh, how wonderful it would have been when I was in grade school, if we had meditation, if we had deep breathing exercises. But so the more that I think that we can get that out there in a way that's engaging Again, in a children's book, I, I have neighbors and people who, who have read this book and read this book a lot to their child and say, oh, my gosh, as we read the book, I find myself getting calm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I find myself slowing things down a little bit so yeah. that I can. So things become a little more clear mm-hmm. and I can think of one one thing at a time versus all the things. Right. Right. Now, the introduction of the Kids Can Club now. While this was coming together, was that when the club itself came to mind or was it something that the club came first and you used this as a means of kind of getting word of it out there? Well, I think it it, kind of came as to what was Clementine trying to get to. Mm -hmm. And again, she had all sorts of great ideas. And this one idea that she had finally became clear enough. Mm-hmm. And we wanted it to kind of go hand in hand with here, here are we providing a helping tool that children and adults can use, mm-hmm. but also is there a social aspect to it? And again, mm-hmm. kind of based on the, on the pandemic and what was going on with isolation, is there something that's more social? Is there something where, again, going to the, the kids can, and I want to say capital C, capital A, capital N, mm-hmm. because kids can figure things out. Kids mm-hmm. can find resources to help them. We, we have agency. We're allowed and we can. And one thing that I, that I had in mind was like, if, if this club were to, to be started, it's a helping club. Mm-hmm. So kids can help others in their neighborhood who need, need help. Kids can help animals. Kids can help the environment. They mm-hmm. have agency. Yeah. And the fact that Clementine came up with this idea, again, it, it just it broadened it. And I think like on our side, it allows, we have a a pledge that we came up with. We have guidelines, we have some helping ideas, but -hmm. it can help kids kind of, again, engage with, with other kids and with grownups as well in a helping agency. That's terrific. That's terrific. And then once the, once everything was put together and the book was ready to come out, what sort of, what sort of resources did the kids can club wind up, wind up having? As far resources, as far as how how you know, the, yeah, how the members can what the members can expect when they when they join. Okay, basically, do you want to talk to that? Okay, so bit? do you mean like if someone was to create a kids can club within their community? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, and that is something that we're hoping we're pitching to schools right now and local community organizations. So the idea behind that is we're going to have a trusted adult, which could be a teacher, a counselor, or a parent gathers mm-hmm. a group of kids together or the kids come to them um, and ask mm-hmm. them to support mm-hmm. that too. The group is already formed with the concepts, with all of the pieces that they need for the group on our website. So they can go, it's free. They can download nice. the pledge concept of what people would, would say, their idea of mm-hmm. this is a helping group, a helping organization. Kids can do this. We want the kids to be the ones to create that. Um, Mm-hmm. they will kind of follow that protocol of what is important to us 
what can we do to help others and what are we going to learn about it? There's such a mm. therapeutic value in helping another person through a struggle, through mm -hmm. a story. So it could be somebody sitting on the playground and they're alone and they've created a bench or a little area so that they can help mm -hmm. each other. Or we're going to do a drive to get blankets at the local shelter um, nice. for animals or something like that. So whatever piece, yeah. we want them to do the creative piece of that. And whatever piece they have, their trusted adult's going to help them with that. Obviously, they can always contact us. We are more than help, welcome to or happy to jump in, talk to them, do webinars with them, or even come be a part of it. And just we want to know what they're doing. We want to know how they're helping and what they've learned and how they've helped the community. All right. As, as part of it, on the on the site, we have a like a chart that basically says, write down, if once they've completed six of their uh -huh. helping idea of their helping tasks mm -hmm. to send it in and then we will respond to them with a with a with a gift or a prize or some kind of great job so again it's kind of again it's it's very much individuals just as far as they can find the pledge they can take the <laughs> steps and then just let us know or they can they can contact us and ask us for guidance or or participation but really kind of like we're, we're going to do these things and we have the agency to do it with right. our trusted advisor who worked at the coach and uh, basically let us know what you've done. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. great. That's great. And, and you also have quite the team and everything that's attached to the book as well, not just the club itself, but you also have a really good illustrator that, uh, that worked mm -hmm. on the book with you as well. Tell us about how you, how you got to work with that illustrator. We found her, Dana Reagan, and she mm -hmm. does a lot of illustration for Scholastic Books. She has mm -hmm. a lot. She, her portfolio is really amazing. And we found her on Readsy. Again, kind of back to what I was saying before. We got the idea for the book. And once we had the idea that we were going to do it, mm -hmm. we did it. We wrote the yep. manuscript. We, what are the, where are the resources? And again, talking about learning an industry. Yeah. Where does one go to find out about ISBN numbers? Where does one go to find... Where, where can you find an editor? Where can you find an illustrator? Where? And so we mm -hmm. found Reedsy, that platform, and yep. really just loved her work. I mean, it's just so cute, so amazing, and just so just so well done that we contacted her and worked through that Reedsy platform for the entire project. That's, that's great. Mm -hmm. That's excellent. Right. And then... And then Oh, yeah. And then, and then the, the book itself was, was put together. And so once, once that was all finished and you got to hold that finished book in your hands, which really like, there's no feeling like that. Mm -hmm. um, what was that like for you getting, getting to getting through all of these different steps? And now all of a sudden, like, here it is. Mm -hmm. I just remember holding it and honestly, like opening the box, but <laughs> like, it's really mm -hmm. here. Um, every time we would get a shipment, it was like, yep. touch it for a little get together. Mm -hmm. I think the first time we like got together with the actual book was in Shop Park in Clayton. And it was just like, it's like, nice. I really, <laughs> it's been, I mean, we, uh, to come from idea to form took so much time. We learned so much, but it was yep. such, such an adventure and to see like, okay, that dream happened and it's going to keep mm -hmm. happening and we're going to keep going with it. It was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And do you have, uh, do you have other, how many, how many installments in this, in the series do you have in mind? I think we, we already have about five or six stories 
that are in various levels, various kind of areas of development. We have one, we have one that's almost ready that uh-huh. I, that I keep, again, you, you, how it is, you get it to where it's pretty solid, mm-hmm. pretty good, Yep. but it just, it just needs that little extra spark or that little extra zing. And so that's kind of what I'm, what we're both doing to kind of go back to the second story and say, okay, mm-hmm. again, we have a, a, it's going to be a child that's, that's facing an issue mm-hmm. and is able to learn find find a solution to it finding it through the kids can club yeah so bringing mm-hmm. that kind of bringing that that aspect into the book so it's i would say it's it's pretty close and we keep telling the illustrator it's coming it's coming <laughs> but <laughs> not quite yet but almost but it's, it's mm-hmm. close it just needs that little extra something that that we're we're gonna that extra spark that's, that's great mm-hmm. and is dana coming back for the for the next one Yes, she. That's one thing we definitely made sure when we talked to her that are you going to be with us for an additional five, six, or, or who knows? And she said yes. So we definitely have her on board because again, nice. I think what you look at it and the illustrations just bring the story to life in such a, a dynamic way. Yeah, that yeah. It, we have to. We definitely. Definitely need her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have, have you taken this over to schools as well? We have started that. Yes, we're contacting some counselors and librarians. We've taken some and dropped them off. Um, mm-hmm. That's been fun to see the kids see them. And then they're like, oh, my gosh, did you write this? Um, so mm-hmm. that, that has been fun. So that's going to be a really big push um, probably after the beginning of this year. It's been a kind of hard with schools. The kids have been going through so much. The teachers are. And so our hope is that this gives them another resource that they can pull for their kids. Oh, mm-hmm. fabulous. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. And so like having gone through all of this, you've already made made one, made a, a terrific impression with the book itself. It's, it looks great. I am really excited to get to, for Scarlett to have, to have her copy. And just like the artwork looks great. The story is really well written. It looks like you guys did a really, really great job on it. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, what was, and then what was your experience like over at Barnes and Noble? In Ladue, because that my my understanding, if I'm not mistaken, that was the launch, correct, of the book. It, it wasn't the launch. We are we launched back actually at the end of July, mm-hmm. July 27. So right, so we've been again. We have so many various elements of of marketing, and one again contacting the media, press releases, letters for bookstores, a variety of targets, and mm-hmm. um, bookstores were one target, and and really walking as much as you send a letter to a bookstore, mm-hmm. I think the value of walking in with the book and a letter that basically went over all the media coverage that we had received because we were so lucky and honored to have received media coverage from Ladue News, mm-hmm. St. Louis Magazine, Umsel Daily Newspaper, all the Excellent. reviews that we've had. So putting together something that says, hey, here's our book. This is how it's been received. Walking mm-hmm. it and handing it to the bookstore, we yeah. were able to get a response from that. And so again, that was, that was our first event that we've Mm -hmm. done as far as book signing. It was so valuable meeting all the other authors, being in the space. It was, Mm -hmm. it was just so wonderful. It really was. It it was, yeah, it was, it was a really good, really, really fun group that was, that was, that was there. Everyone was chatting amongst themselves and, and it seemed like there was a good, good amount of foot traffic that was coming in despite mm-hmm. the uh, no earlier that right. day. <laughs> right, yeah. right. The cold right. weather that showed up that day, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, oh, the yeah. kids, 
we had friends that brought their children in just to just to see mm-hmm. children in the bookstore and in yeah. the children's department, the children's area with colorful books. And you could see the engagement of the children, mm-hmm. like pulling the books out and the parents saying, whoa, wait a minute. But just so, <laughs> having so much fun. It was definitely, it was really, we just look forward to additional events. And again, I, I just can't say enough how valuable it was to meet the other authors and to meet you and, and to learn so much from others that again, we're, again, we're learning the process. We're learning everything about it. And just so honored again to be part of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's something that, that I, I really love doing. I love the, the opportunity to, to go to a bookstore and be a part of a signing mm-hmm. and having done the Barnes and Noble and Ledoux a couple of times now and doing the one over at West County Center. Like those, th- those are big, those are big milestones to be able to say like, cause I remember when the first draft of Excelsior was finished back in 2008 and saying mm-hmm. that, you know, like at some point, you know, like I'm going to have a book signing at a Barnes and Noble when I, I was saying that when I was living in New York and mm-hmm. to, for that to actually happen, it was, it felt great. It, fe- it, mm-hmm. it felt great. And it always feels great every time I do it. So, so what is, so what is the future right now for the kids can club as of right now? Like what's the current step that you guys are working on right now? I think for the future, we're working on our marketing to still get out there. We want mm-hmm. to hopefully get some schools or communities to actually start a kids can club, work with them, That's follow right. them, help support them through that that mission, and then just honestly advocate for children's mental health. If there is a way we can help support children or their families or their teachers or their therapists in this role, in this promoting, taking care of oneself and doing something for others... That is one of our passions and one of our missions. So that would be our next goal on top of getting the next book ready and developing more content mm-hmm. for the web, everything else in the world. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, stuff. It's yeah. creative stuff. It's a lot of stuff, but that's, that's where I think we see this going. And of course, the, the, the object of it is to take things one step at a time. Yeah. You're not going to get stuck. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right, exactly. <laughs> again, we see, again, as we, as we went through the creation and publishing of the book, and then you think of all the marketing aspects and, and how much could be done if you had mm-hmm. a marketing staff. If you had additional people besides for yourself and and your co-author to say, okay, and then you are the business. So you are also the accountant. You are Mm -hmm. also everything else that goes along with it. And it is, again, kind of coming, circling back to the beginning of our our discussion. It's easy to become overwhelmed when there are so many things that Mm -hmm. can, that are to be done, that can be done. And it's just allowing yourself to say, okay, what's one step at a time? Today, I'm going to take this morning. I'm going to take this Mm -hmm. part of it and do these steps. And then I'll set that here. And then I'll focus on this part of it and Mm -hmm. give yourself credit for having completed that. Like when you say celebrate your victories to, Mm -hmm. to give yourself credit for succeeding. Mm -hmm. I, I did this. And I think, I think as human beings, we tend to say, okay, succeeded here, but what's the next problem that's going to come up? You know, again, I have this author, Rick Hansen, and I have a book of his called Just One Thing. And he Mm -hmm. basically talks about how you turn a fact or an event into an experience. Yeah. So you, you completed, Hey, we, we've, we've published our first book. We had our, we had a delightful, amazing book signing event to sit with that and Mm -hmm. give yourself credit for that success. What did that feel like? What are the, what are, what was that like? And allow yourself to be with that 
until you say, oh, but now we got to mm -hmm. go do X, right? Mm -hmm. Give it yep. the mind space it deserves. That's great. That's great. And then where can, where can my listeners find you on social media? I'm sorry, on social media, I think you cut out. For Instagram, you can find us on our personal pages. Mine is at Jen McCurdy STL. And Chris? Mm -hmm. CC Mendez one Insta. Okay. For, that's Excellent. Instagram. And then we have our Kids Can Club website, just kidscanclub.com. We have a Kids Can Club Facebook page. Yep. as well. And then the book, the book is basically online sold on BookBaby. It's store.bookbaby.com. And then of course on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, you can order it online as well. Excellent. Excellent. Mm -hmm. And I hope that all of you have been able to really kind of take what, what Jen and Christine have have brought to us because it really is a terrific story. Clementine gets unstuck and it really does. It really felt to me that if I had these sort of tools in front of me when I was that age, then things would have, would have, I believe things would have gone a lot, a lot smoother for me with everything that I've been doing, all the different ideas that I always have. And it's very, very easy to get stuck with those ideas. And like I said, those when you get those stuck feelings, it comes with a lot of additional baggage that can just bring you down more and more and more. So mm -hmm. please follow what what the the tools that uh, that Christine and Jenna provided for you. I hope that that they are able to kind of motivate you to do exactly what Jen was saying to do to do just an additional one percent more than what you have done the previous day. And if you do that, if you can stick with that, then, and just, and just keep yourself on that sort of pace, then the sky's the limit for everything that you can accomplish. So for Christine, for Jen, this is George Soroy saying to all of you ever upward, and I will see you next week. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Excelsior Journeys. I hope it was both inspiring and entertaining. Special thanks to Zach Comtois for providing new music for the intro and outro. Please take a moment to leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends and subscribe to your platform of choice by going to he'sgotit.com slash podcasts. While there, you can also fill out the application to be a guest, inquire about sponsorship opportunities, and click on the Buy Me a Coffee link if you wish to give your support to the show. All interaction is very much appreciated. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion for the show, please direct it to george at he'sgotit.com.